Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike and this is Temmie. Hello, good morning everybody. And this is Mallory, our little Papillon guard dog. And this is episode 499. Episode or... 499, that's monumental man. Isn't that just the greatest no, thing? No. Tomorrow, coming to 500. you coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, January fourth, two thousand twenty three. It's the Epistles of John, the message of Christ's love just jumps off the pages. And these epistles of John and in the Gospel of John. And don't forget, this is the same John that did Revelation. So there's a lot of key words here that will help you find the glossary that's within the Bible. The Bible interprets itself through the key words that we discover here from the manuscripts through the lexicons. And they form threads through the Bible that make up the structural fabric of the key of David itself for understanding and interpretation. Now please turn with me in your Bible to 1 John chapter 5. And while you're turning with me there, please consider, Tammy and I set this up as a registered nonprofit ministry that that means all provisions provided go to God's purposes. Please, if we've helped you, please help us keep bringing these broadcasts to you. Um, episode 499 today. Uh, please go to companionchapel.com or email us. And that's really important. The emails are really important. Companionchapel at gmail.com to let us know what platform that you're listening from. And just to say hi. Let us know that you're out there. Because some platforms we pay to be on and we don't even know if they're even being used by anybody uh, and consider YouTube itself not my favorite platform but there's 800 million videos on YouTube so if you're watching this it's a miracle it is. 800 million videos we just blindly upload these things and so if you can like subscribe share notification comment it helps with the algorithms to get the message of Christ's love out to a hurting world and so please just consider that the like and subscribe isn't for me and Tammy like we could care less personally but to help the algorithms spread God's word is a simple like and subscribe let's go to first John and chapter 5 whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of God what a mess thank you translators for that mess let's let me tell you something here begot and begotten in the manuscripts is born it's the same as born so let's just go through this we'll just explain it listen man when you're born again that means you're letting go of all the ways and things of the world you can't walk with God and while holding the devil's hand you submit with an unquestioned obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ you surrender your entire existence over to the Lord Jesus Christ ask him to cleanse him cleanse me cleanse us pray this for you of everything that is offensive to you and your kingdom my lord jesus christ everything of the darkness everything that is corrupt to you my lord jesus christ and your kingdom and please saturate us with your holy spirit cover us with your veil wrap us in your vesture hedge us about and please hold our hands and he'll hold your hand and you'll feel it you'll feel that spiritual holding the spiritual security and certainty he is your rock and he is your fortress your high tower he is your safety and stability here's your shepherd you shall not want another he's your good shepherd your great shepherd he is your only shepherd that will get us out of this mess this rich white man's construct that satan is the prince of the air the magistrate of the world he is the treasure of the world he is the schoolmaster of the world as we know we watch the seals trumps vials intensify and escalate into the six we're beyond the dynasty of censorship we're in the dynasty of control. Once they control technology, like Klaus Schwab said, we get our way and we can do whatever we want and you'll be happy. Right, Klaus? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Are you referring to me as Klaus? Uncle Klaus and Uncle Bill and all the, all the unelected world leaders, they are the Antichrist. They have a different way that humanity should be living themselves. 
That's what Antichrist means. Anti means instead of, and Christ just, he's the way. He is the truth. That great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. Let's get on with this here. Verse 2, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Hey, there's a big, there's a condition there. How do you love God? By keeping his commandments, by obedience. That's what he wants to see. Free will entities simply must be governed. And there is one governmental perfection. That's our Father who art in heaven. Yahweh is thy name. Sacred is thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Through his only begotten Son, Yeshua Messiah. And that's just the way it is. We love each other. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. This isn't the same word grievous like Poneros. Like usually they translated it. This word grievous is burdensome. It's not an annoyance. It's not a pain in the butt. When, when you realize God is right. God is the truth. God is the way. It's not grievous to obey God's word. It is grievous. And you'll get an unfulfilling uneasiness. You get an inner void. You will never fill if it's grievous to you and you want to chase the ways and things of the world, you want to chase money, you want to chase sexual gratification and get yourself into these psychological prisons that people put themselves in and they can't get out. They always need external um, stimulation of the flesh and they can never find an inner peace because they can't allow God's commandments to take over their psyche, their spirit, the intellect of their soul. It's not grievous for us to follow God's word. For some people it is and they can go play somewhere else. You know what? You've exhausted your caregiver and God set up a place just for you people. And we still pray for everybody. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's right. We are the overcomers. That's where we get that from. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Our faith. And you can't faith without works is dead. You can't just romanticize who you think God is or the Lord Jesus Christ is for your convenience. This book was not written for your convenience. It was written for your correction. God's commandments, God's testimonies, God's laws, it's all the same thing. Proverbs 28. Those that turn their ear away from hearing God's laws, God's commandments, God's testimonies, even their prayers an abomination to Him. So who are you praying to? You're praying to the magistrate of the world. You're praying for self-occupation, self-interest, overfed, unconcerned people that just think about themselves. What's in it for me? They have a detached concern for other people on planet Earth. That's why we have these financial institutions. Your personal wealth, your personal gain, it's all about you. Sacrifice humanity for short-term profit. People just don't care, and they preach that, and they teach that. It's like, you know... Rich money handling men have, 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 have set up a system of greed and plunder and personal gain. And they've, they've, they've set up a legal system that they've funded it, they've set it up, they've authorized it. A legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. And people will say, look at this person, look at their front lawn, look at their house. And people look at that like that is success. That is success. Well, you better watch it because there's no trailer on a hearse. You'll die at the most inconvenient time. And let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is not going to be cutting slack up there. You, depart from me. You never took the time to get to know me. It was all about you and the things money can buy and your personal lust and satisfaction, you know, the longings and wantings ruled over you. And that was warning right off the first pages of the Bible to Cain. That was the curse on Cain. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. His ideologies, 
who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God because we believe him we get to know him and we love him and always remember what Jesus Christ said Matthew chapter 7 I came not to change one jit or jot of the law of the prophets I came to fulfill we are to become servants in the kingdom of heaven this is our employee compliance form as it's written we become pillars in the kingdom of heaven that's part of the structural fabric of the kingdom of heaven itself written in Revelation chapter 3 this is he that came by water and blood even Jesus Christ not by water only but by water and blood and it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is the truth Revelation chapter 2 and 3 hear what the spirit saith unto the churches churches doesn't mean that building down there full of phonies and churchy church people that we pray for church means assembly and what does how is the church defined by God and our Lord Jesus Christ two or more with the Bible Christ is there with us isn't that one of the most comforting verses? That just means you reading the Bible. Jesus Christ is there with you if you read it and ask questions about it, not if you sit there and are questioning it because you think you know better. So what is this? The Spirit speaketh into our psyche, our spirit, the intellect of your soul. He started his ministry baptized with water and finished it with his blood with his own blood covenant fulfilling prophecy in accordance with the word of God and in accordance with reality. What an epic verse there. It is done. The ministry of salvation is open for whomsoever will. And then in Revelation chapter 16, after the seventh file, it is done. There's a great separation between evil people and good people. There's no in between. There's no purgatory. There's no greasy lawyer trying to negotiate what's right and what's wrong like we have today on planet earth. The truth is the truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. It's the Holy Spirit, first of all. It's never ghost in the Bible. Father, His Word, Jesus Christ is the living Word. He came in the volume of the book. That's what we're talking about. He gave His only begotten Son, His righteous right arm. A very piece of God's darling soul was in the Lord Jesus Christ. It was God walking amongst us. Emmanuel, God with us. The whole Gospel of John presents Jesus Christ as God himself, a piece of God himself walking amongst us. And the his Holy Spirit, that's his character, his personality, his reactive attitude that motivates all his actions. Lord Jesus Christ, it's one. So these people that carry on about a trinity and they're looking for, oh, there's going to be God there, Jesus Christ there, and the Holy Spirit's going to be this ghost thing there, Casper maybe we'll call him. No, it is one. God is one. That's your first commandment. There is one God. So that just dumps the whole Trinity thing right there. And we pray for everybody. Uh, read your Bible. And there are three that bear witness in the earth. The Spirit. This is intellect. And the water and the blood. These things agree in one. The water and the blood means the fulfillment of his ministry. He came and he told us all things. He fulfilled prophecy in accordance with the word of God. In accordance with reality. When that blood spilt the most selfless act of loving compassion. Beyond our present comprehension. Like universally recognized as the most selfless act. He didn't have to do this. He didn't have to suffer for us. He was innocent, not guilty. He took the lowest earthly position for you and because of you. He did not sin. That makes gives him the jurisdiction, the only one in the universe that can forgive sin at a judicial level that will allow you judicial clearance back into the kingdom of heaven. Always ask forgiveness from the Lord Jesus Christ and mean it. 
He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. They don't believe this book, so they're liars. Because the argument of the heathen is so predictable, because it always contradicts itself. And then they get that glow, because of what's the glow on the mocker's face illuminated by? Persistent unbelief, chronic disobedience, and someone else's collective imaginative criticism. They think they know better. They think money's going to get them out of this. They pray for governmental systems, even though mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing themselves. Free will entities simply must be governed. God's allowing all the evil in the world to destroy itself from within. Are you playing into it, or have you exited it? Get your exit counseling from the Lord Jesus Christ. Deprogram yourself from that cult. And the only cult people never see is the one they're in. And the cult of rich white man's construct is disorder, hatred, violence, chaos, pandemonium, creating division again. The division they created. That's just, all they create is division. Just create division keep and hatred. Keep everyone arguing. Just keep everyone arguing. And some people love it. Some people just love it. They get that feeling of empowerment because they don't have the love of Christ in their heart. We pray for these people. And you never never try to deify somebody. Remember what the Bible says. All right, Proverbs 9, 8. Don't even bother to try and reason with a scorner. These are mockers. These are the ambassadors of arrogance. And I sit in front of them all the time. They get that glow on their face. The glow of a mocker is always illuminated by, you know, their own, what, what I just said, but the, um, the power of a mocker. Always lies within accusation. Never fact. Never linear progression towards the truth. Okay? They will hate you. But the Hebrew word for hate is shane, and it means a personal hatred. And you can feel it. You see them turning red. You see them getting upset when they hear the truth. They don't like it. They think that their preferences determine what's true. They think their feelings trump the truth. They have been victims of mind control, psychological warfare. They can't to reduce their ability to think critically or independently that's changed their attitudes and beliefs the religious authority has changed to believe the news to believe whatever rich white men are telling them and their argument never holds up to closer scrutiny all they have their whole argument is based on these pre-approved catchphrases that's their whole argument that they've gotten off mainstream media well when someone argues the bible but they've never read the Bible. Oh yeah, they, that always gets. It's me. just it's just time to just be polite. Mm -hmm. I never get angry. I just start um, to plot my exit from that particular conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I'm polite about it. Someone told me the other day, "What you're doing is shit," and I still pray for that person. Someone else came up behind me the other day, and in a clique that I hang with, said, "Nobody respects what you're doing." These are rich people that invest in anything as long as there's a return. They brag about their money, their stuff and their things. They have such an emptiness, such an inner void, an uneasiness to be coming at me. Not asking questions about the Bible, trying to change my religious authority. Good luck, false prophet. Good luck, Antichrist. Good luck, Satan. Go blank yourself. I'm telling you something. They will hate you. Reason with the wise man and he will love you. You know, and all of us need to sit around. The art of conversation is just dead. Let me get back to the Bible here. Thank you. What, what uh, verse are we on, Tammy? This is the record. It's God's record. He wrote it down for us through his, you know, God, man, it's not man's imagination. It's divine revelation. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. It's spiritual life or spiritual dead. 
And we see these Dead Sea people walking around today and we pray for them because they're going somewhere. It's called Lake of Fire and I say it all the time. Lake just means it's not Hollywood's Lake of Fire. It's not mainstream media's Lake of Fire. It's not God is not a Hitler and he's going to be burning human flesh. That really bothers me. They can't look up a few words, preacher, pastor, minister, whatever you call yourself. Lake means harbor or haven from the manuscripts through the lexicons. There's a gulf in between. They're over there. Fire means discord, the internal passion of the mind. Emotional fire. These people can't be wrong because they're victims of having their religious authority changed through their ego. They can't be wrong. They're mice in a maze. It's money, ideology, coercion, and ego. And, you know, when you have a linear progression towards the truth like I do, it makes them angry. Instead of them wanting to talk about things and think about things, no, they can't. And, uh, you know, whatever. They exhaust their caregiver. We have life and we pray for those. Let go of your ego. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That's me. That's you. Right, Tam? Mm -hmm. That you may know that you have eternal life. Is that the most comforting thing or is that the most comforting thing? What's more important than where you go when you die? Like, like people, when I say think about the affairs of time, infinity forward, infinity back, they can only think about now what's in it for me in the here and now. This is a vapor of time as it's written. This passed so fast and so much depends on what you've become of yourself, your spirit, your psyche, your intellect, your personality. Where you go when you die is you write your own sentence. God is fair. You want to be with people like that, then you go and you can go and be with people like that for an eternity. And they, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, uh, you know, unadulterated faith and belief so that we get relief. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. To his will, not to your will, okay? We ask, what do we ask for? We ask for the Holy Spirit to saturate our entire existence. We ask for the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and strength against this construct to get us out of here. We ask and we pray and we repent. That's what he wants us to ask for. Not our lottery tickets to be blessed or our financial portfolio to be blessed or, or, or selfish, self-indulgent things. Okay? When it says, ask and you shall receive, a lot of people, remember I was at that Bible study and these guys are sitting there, listen man, I asked God make me quit smoking and he didn't do it. You know? It's, you're asking a miss. You know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to have some self-discipline. Inflict yourself with self-discipline. You know, that's what it says in the book of James. You're asking a miss. He's not going to give it to you. If your loving father, if your dad, if your flesh dad just kept giving you everything, what's that do? It spoils the child. God is the God of chastisement. You, God only chastises those he loves and give thanks for chastisement. Why? Because God knows how much affliction you need to humble for the eternity, to get back into a place of unity, of back into a place of perpetual friendship, of sharing, of caring, of sacrificing for each other, of loving each other, of coming to an understanding of each other, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Well, That's what it takes. The unfortunate thing is, is that with every generation that goes by, every generation seems to want to make it easier and easier and easier on their children so that they never know disappointment and they never know how to afflict themselves with control and with they get yeah. everything they want it's just handed to them or they throw temper tantrums 
That that seems to be the way. Saying I throw temper tantrums. That seems to be the way that the new generations are raised. First, verse fifteen. If we ask and know what we must ask for, to ask and we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. We ask, you know, we ask that this broadcast get broadcast throughout the world on a, on a better platform. We ask for people to come together, assemble yourselves, my peculiar people, to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word, the message of Christ's love to a hurting world, to come together. That's what God is expecting of us. Who God gives much to, he expects much in return. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. What a mess of a verse they made here. What we're talking about is habitual sin. You get forgiven for your sins. If you ask and you repent, you have a change of heart. That's a change of attitude. You're not forgiving. You're not asking, repenting for your sins because of an aftercare or of annoyance. The intent to sin is still in there. So the sin which will lead you to death is continued habitual malicious sin and thinking well i'm just going to do it anyway and jesus christ is going to forgive me i'm just going to do it anyway jesus christ is going to forgive me you're taking it for granted and you better watch yourself there yeah there is an unforgivable sin and we'll we'll cover that another day but this is talking about habitual sin and it talks more about that in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11:30 and James chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. Now, I'll I'll go to James for a second here because this is important and and I'm sure glad I understand these verses because I didn't before a long time ago when it says confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The affectional fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay, confess your faults to one another. You be careful about doing that. This isn't what this means in the Bible because people will use it against you. You can't trust people. Jeremiah 17, 5. Be very careful what you say to people, especially when they're asking you. There's a great movement now in these churches saying, how did you come to Jesus Christ? Oh, you want the dirt? Oh, you, well, this is going to take a while. Let me tell you something. And I just skim around the edges and I started going, whoa, these people can't even comprehend my life. And if I give them details, they will never let it go. This word, confess your faults to one another, is the Hebrew or Greek word, parapito. And that means when your faith is being challenged, stick with the flow of God's message brought to you by James. So go back a few verses and think about Abraham, Rahab, and Job's faith, patience, to be stable, Um Confess your faults doesn't mean sitting around a creepy confessional, whether it's the Catholic Church confessional booth or sitting around with others. No, it means my faith is being challenged right now. That's what confess your faults means. It's the Greek word parapito. And I just went there because people will use it against you. You don't know what's in other people's hearts. Only God does. So be very careful about what you confess to other people. How is your journey to Jesus Christ? Michael, my answer now is it's none of your business. I'm here in the here and now. Let's get on with it. Let's study the Bible. Let's teach the Bible. Let's praise the Lord. And let's get this word out there to a hurting world. Okay, so I don't know how... Um, there is a sin unto death. I do say that he shall pray for it. That's, we're talking about, like I said, continual, habitual, sending the same thing over and over again and and maliciously doing it. You don't have the intent to change. So... You, so you know, good luck with that when you meet the Lord. 
we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. That means we're not we're trying not to sin. Okay? This word this word sinneth here is the word um harmatano. It means to wander off the path from righteousness. It means to be out of harmony with the word of God and out of harmony with the universe. And we're trying not to, okay? So we we sinneth not maliciously. We're we're, we're aware, okay, there's a vain ideology that I used to follow, something that I used to go do, and I'm not going to do it again. But it's still there. Demons, devils, evil spirits, remember your demons. They never leave. They just sit there and wait for a weakness. So sinneth not. They're going to chatter at you when you're feeling weaker. When you get one of those, uh, you say they you, say you had time. a vice or something and you get... <laughs> A prompt or something like that or what do you call it what do they call it when you know an urge an urge or prompt or something one anyways a trigger. A, yeah a trigger a trigger that's what it was you watch those triggers and you be careful okay demons devils evil spirits are always chattering around your demons never leave oh they do they they chatter in your ear all the time but you'll be remember. sitting there thinking about something yeah. that's pleasant and all of a sudden you'll get this random evil thought so immediately you pray and Jesus Christ gave us power over these things in the book of Luke. He says, thank you, my Lord Jesus Christ. for Thank you for the power that you have so graciously bestowed upon me that is universally recognized. Demons, devils, evil spirits recognize us. I rebuke Satan. All evil spirits, demons, devils, all powers, principalities of Satan. Everything that is corrupt to you in your kingdom, my Lord Jesus Christ. Everything of the darkness I rebuke from inside me and all around me. And I pray for your love to come into my heart. Cover me with your veil. Wrap me in your vesture. Please hold my hand. And that temptation will be gone. Yeah, you have to fight it every day. It'll be gone. God has to try us. We're living in this world. We're the fallen ones. We fell out of harmony with the universe. Everybody has to be tried and tested. And we have to learn to say no to ourselves. That's what meek means. To afflict yourself with self-discipline in the face of all those vain curiosities and, and ideologies. so many. It just bombards you. Just a bombardment. Yep. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself and that... And that wicked one touches him not. Oh, they'll try to. Once you're born again, it'll try to. It'll even try harder because it knows, oh, you're a threat to me. You're a threat to my power. You're not. We're not giving power to the devil, demons, evil spirits anymore. We're not giving power to the magistrate of the world, the treasure of the world, the schoolmaster of the world. We're not giving him power anymore. He needs our spiritual energy to give him power. When we started to turn away from the ways of the world, we were attacked so heavily. Ooh, it was a big attack. It was it was a huge attack. It's but like everything. Jesus Christ never left us or forsook us. He us. had to test us, and we, yep. all of us had to be tested and tried, just like it's sufferings before the glory, as it's written. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. This is the wicked one. He is the prince of the world, John 14. He is the prince of the air, the book of Ephesians. He is the God of this age, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. God allows it, because evil has to destroy itself from within, as it's written, and we're watching it play out on the world stage today. It's a paradox of impossibilities destroying itself. The beast shall hate the whore. And we have known, and we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Hey, perfect in righteousness, perfect 
and trustworthiness. He is the perfect truth. The truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. Little children, me, you, all God's children, keep yourself from idols. That's ideologies. That's ideologies that are outside of this word. Amen. The most recognized word in all human language. Amen. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself the greatest day. And bye for God now. God bless.